This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I have the review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and I have the retro review for the 1994 action film True Lies. Hello and welcome back to I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikel Ford, it is really good to be back doing the show. I've been gone. I took a hiatus for a while, for about a month. I took a hiatus, had to work on some things, some personal and professional things. Uh, I did not quit the podcast. You guys are probably looking for the podcast. I, If you follow me on Instagram, you, you know that the, the podcast was on hiatus. But if you don't, I'm just uh, giving you guys a, a, a heads up of where I've been. Yeah, I've been handling some personal things. I've been handling some professional things going on in my life. Uh, I had to, had to step away for the, from the podcast for a little bit to go handle those things. I don't like to talk about my personal life on the podcast. You know, that's how a lot of people get fucked up, you know. <laughs> so... So I'm just gonna keep it at that because I'm just gonna give you guys I'm just giving you guys an explanation of to why I was gone. I'm just gonna say personal issues, professional issues. That's all I'm going to say. I like to keep I like to keep my life private, you know. But I, like I say, I was gone for a month, and I wanted to give you guys an explanation about about why I was gone. But now the podcast is back. We're going to be shooting into. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem right after these messages uh, there's a lot of things that uh, are going on that are new with this podcast if you follow my last couple of episodes that I had up I was trying out a new format didn't really fit with me didn't really work for me you know I wasn't really comfortable with it so I'm going back to my older format now. So, so the podcast is back. The podcast is back. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem review right after these messages. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Exactly like my head. Just stop talking. You're ruining my concentration. You're fine. Chill. He's gonna die. Yeah. Ah. Did you hear that? What was that? Well, not that we can do. You guys wanna grab pizza? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? What the heck are those things? Those look like little Shreks to me. Can I kick it? 
Oh, we've prepared our whole lives for this. Cannot forget you. Leo, what happened? Oh, yeah. Is Donnie it's bleeding? Still, it was an accident. Mike, you watch out! So, you were baby turtles who made contact with mystery goo. Well, we prefer the term ooze, but yeah. It's like more like, it's just nicer. It, it, it so. rolls off the tongue better, yeah. Ooze. 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 It's nice, right? Ooze. It's Welcome back. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I saw the movie this past weekend. About to give you my review. Let's get into it, shall we? First off, the animation in this movie is amazing. Like, I love the combination of 2D animation and 3D animation. Like, the animation makes this movie look like a uh, moving watercolor painting. That's what I like about it. It's very, very beautiful animation. That, that's that's the thing I like about it because like it looks like water uh, watercolor painting in motion. So I love, that's what I love. And there's even a little bit of live action footage spliced in here, which kind of makes me a bit hopeful that maybe we see the turtles in live action again soon like there's a little bit of a chance you know i got a little because like when they spliced that little bit of live action footage into the movie i was like hmm so there's an opportunity for the turtles to be in live action again you know so i was like that's a chance that's a possibility but uh we shall see this movie actually pretty starts off pretty intense it's a pretty intense opening for a kids movie like there are a lot of uh little kids in the crowd when i went to go see the movie and like the opening for this movie was kind of dark like there were a, a good amount of scenes in this movie that were a bit violent and i have to applaud seth rogan and his team for actually going there like they didn't they didn't water this stuff down for kids. Like, they didn't water this movie down. Like, there's a scene in here um, where, like, somebody gets stabbed. And I'm like, yeah, that person's dead. <laughs> That's all I said. I was like, yeah, that, that dude's dead. I was like, he ain't getting up from that. But, yeah, man, I got that. I got to applaud Seth Rogen and, like, his team for, like, going there. They, they, didn't, they didn't sugarcoat shit for kids. Like, like I said, there was a bunch of kids in the audience. Like, a bunch of, like, little kids. Like, the oldest kid might have been maybe 10. You know, but there were a lot of, like, young children. Like, about, like, five, six, seven years old in the crowd. And, like, like this movie was going there. This movie, this movie was a bit violent. But, like, none of the kids complained. None of the kids cried or anything like that. So, like... So, like, he, he he did a good job. You know, like, he, he knows what kids can, can endure, I guess. Right? But, but um, this movie is more of a, a comedy than an action movie. Like, it's, it's kind of a superhero 
a coming of age story, which is something I never thought I would see. <laughs> you know, a superhero coming of age story. Like it's the Ninja Turtles trying to find their place in the world and coming to their own as young men. Like you can kind of think of this as kind of like TMNT year one. You know, like how you got Batman year one. Like this is TMNT year one. Like they're still trying to figure out how to be superheroes. Like they haven't gotten it down quite yet. Like they make mistakes. Uh, they're like they they're not fully they're not fully developed enough. You know, because they're still kind of small. Like these turtles are small. Like they're not like the big hulking muscular turtles that we've seen in the past like they, they, these turtles are pretty tiny you know <laughs> and so like it's kind of them coming it's kind of them coming to age coming like coming into their own excuse me coming into their own and learning how to be superheroes and learning uh how to fight pretty much uh but like let's talk about the characters now the one constant i love about the ninja turtles franchise is like they always make those characters likable. Like the Ninja Turtles are always likable. And this might be the most likable incarnation of the Ninja Turtles because like they actually act like real teenagers. Like they have like certain personality traits that we know from them, but it's just a bit more, it's just a bit more realistic. Like they act a bit more like realistic teenagers uh leonardo he's still the stoic leader but he gets made fun of by his brothers like his brothers keep roasting him <laughs> it was like it was a, it was a point it was a point in the movie i kept i kept feeling sorry for leo i was like damn man leave him alone <laughs> you know because like they were like they were like full-on bullying him and like you can see like it's kind of hurting his feelings <laughs> you know <laughs> And, but like he's still kind of like the stoic leader they even make fun of that they were like all right batman you know because <laughs> he's just very like all right guys let's go we got to go save this person or something like that he's just like let's do it or something and they just make fun of him like kind of like undercut his heroic uh his heroic monologues and all this stuff they like they undercut all that shit and start making fun of him i was like i kept I felt sorry for him for, for a while. Uh, like, he's kind of horny, too. Which, that's something new for the character. Like, he's kind of, he's he kind of horny. He kind of, his hormones are kind of out of control. Uh, which, I've never seen that in that character. That's a new thing for that character. Uh, Donatello, he's still a, a nerd, but he's like more of an anime nerd than a tech nerd. You know, like, he's more into like attack on titan than he is into like computers you know and like he, he's not really he's not really all that into science either you know so like he's he's like he's like he's more like anime nerd which is something i guess that kids can relate to now because like this anime is really big so like they like i say they make these characters relatable and realistic uh, Michelangelo is still the same. Like Michelangelo is still the party dude. His character hasn't really changed. He's still wild, outgoing, outrageous. He still loves pizza. You know, <laughs> like his character uh, stayed the same the most. Uh, I like this Raphael uh, because they didn't do the overtly aggressive thing with him. 
like we've seen with him for the past 30 years like he's always been like overly violent overly aggressive like yeah man come on off Brooklyn man Ooh, you know like he's always been that uh but no they don't really do that with him a lot uh he reminded me more of the 80s uh, cartoon Raphael with a bit of that aggressive uh, Raphael mixed in, which they also kind of make fun of. They like they they make fun of that, too. Where it's just like every time Raphael gets aggressive, like the other turtles are like, dude, calm down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're like, calm down. They don't like they even like talk about dude. Like, man, you you need therapy. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Like I like that they I like that they make fun of that, but like most of the time he's like really sarcastic and snarky. He's more like '80s. Uh, he's more like '80s Raphael than he is like the the movie Raphaels that we've seen over the years for the past thirty years. Uh, I enjoyed Jackie Chan as Master Splinter. Like his his backstory has changed drastically, but it's still a tragic story because he has PTSD. And he pushes that PTSD on his sons by sheltering them. It was like, he's not like this all-knowing ancient Japanese warrior in this movie. Like, he has flaws. And I kind of like that. Like, they don't make him like the the, the wise master. Uh, like, he has problems. Like, and you figure out that, like, he... Um, he, shelters the, he shelters the turtles because, like... He thinks he's protecting them, but really it's his own fears and his own PTSD that is making him act this way. Uh, so like I like I like that they put that in his character. Um, some people may not like that, but I like it. Now let's let's talk about April O'Neil. <laughs> let's talk about April O'Neil. A lot of people had a problem with this version of April O'Neil, like mainly because they made her a plus size uh, black girl. <laughs> like a lot of guys got their sexual fantasies dashed by this. There's a lot of racists out there that don't like this. Oh, why? Why'd you have to make her black? Why is she black? Where's my big titted redhead April O'Neil? Like that's the one I grew up with. You know, just like just just shut up. Just shut up about that. Like. I absolutely love this April. Like, she actually had a personality for once. You know, she actually had a personality. She was funny. Uh, she she did stuff on her own. And the Turtles didn't have to save her, like, once in this movie. There wasn't uh, a, a, a storyline where, like, April got kidnapped and the turtles had to go save her and all this other shit and like they didn't do that like she was totally capable of handling her own business like I said she 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 was funny she had a personality like she was she was independent like she didn't really need the turtles you know but like like half the time she was helping them out you know (laughs) like half the time but yeah uh, but yeah, like I love this April. She was she was the highlight of this movie. Like she was a big highlight of this movie to me. Now, let's get to the main villain of this movie. It's a character named Superfly, who is played by Ice Cube. Uh, he's pretty much a alg- amalgamation of Baxter Stockman and the Fly that Baxter Stockman becomes. Because Baxter Stockman 
is in this movie, but he's not really in this movie. You know, like he's he's in this movie for maybe three minutes, five minutes at best at tops. Like he's not a big part of this movie. Looking at Superfly, you kind of think he's Baxter Stockman, but the, but the back his backstory kind of alludes to the fact that he's not Baxter Stockman because you kind of look at how Superfly looks and how Baxter Stockman looks. You can look at it and be like, wait, that is Baxter. You know, they never really put the two together, but they kind of allude because like they go back to his backstory and they kind of allude to the fact that he may not be Baxter Stockman. He's just another character altogether. Uh, and he leads a gang. He leads a gang of mutants, which is like, it's pretty much the uh, Mighty Mute Animals. <laughs> if you remember them, like the Mighty Mute Animals had a uh, comic book back in the day. These are like the tertiary characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, like Mondo Gecko, Leatherhead, Ray Filet, you know, like all the, the, uh, the punk frogs. You know, like all those guys. They had another... Uh, mute animal that is not in this movie uh he was a jaguar i forgot his name but like he was like a standout in the comic book in the uh, mighty mute animals comic book like he was a standout i want to say his name, his name was like jaguar or like i think it was like jag with war <laughs> i want to say that was his name i think his name was jaguar but like he's not in this movie uh but like he was like a standout in the mighty mute animals comic book i remember him uh but like this this was pretty much like my action figures come to life because <laughs> like a lot of those a lot of those uh mute mute animals that they had in the movie i had like mondo gecko wingnut uh like i said genghis frog uh leatherhead they had scumbug in here which i kind of popped for i'm like oh shit they got scumbug um they do something very weird with scumbug i'm not gonna spoil it but <laughs> but Scumbug does something really weird. I'm like, okay, that's that's a little off-putting, but uh, you know, but <laughs> but that character's fucking gross. He's always that character has always been gross, even on the um, uh, even like when he showed up on the old cartoon, he was fucking gross. Uh, even like his action figure is really grotesque looking, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, like, they, they just watch the movie, and you're gonna be like, ew, <laughs> like, he's fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, man, but, like, a lot of these characters get lost in the shuffle. Uh, because, like, there's so many of them. Like, there's a lot of, like, mutants. Uh, shockingly, Bebop and Rocksteady are the ones that get the shaft the most. Like, they don't really do much in this movie. Like, Bebop and Rocksteady are relegated to being like background characters in this movie and it was kind of it's kind of weird i was like bebop and rocksteady are like the turtles like arch nemesis like from the cartoon and like they even put them in like one ninja turtles movie but it's like they were just here for just nothing really i was about to say they were here for comedy but they ain't even really do any comedy you know it's just like they just didn't do anything they were just standing there and like they threw like a couple of punches and got their ass kicked and that was it like there was nothing 
for them to do in this movie. It kind of threw me off. Uh, but like, it's just like we didn't need all of these characters. That was bad. That was the downside of this movie. It's like you got all these characters that get lost in the shuffle. Leatherhead. Leatherhead doesn't really do shit. That's another big villain for the Ninja Turtles. Leatherhead. He's Leatherhead kind of uh he kind of flip-flops to which incarnation of the Ninja Turtles you see. There's sometimes he's a villain, sometimes he's a hero. You know, like it it depends on which version of the Ninja Turtles you see Leatherhead in. Cause like this is sometimes he's a bad guy, sometimes he's a good guy. It depends on how they use him. Um, but yeah, Leatherhead doesn't do much here either. Ray Filet doesn't do much. Uh, Genghis Frog is here and he afterthought, you know, you know, like pretty much an afterthought. Uh, the standout here is Mondo Gecko. Like Mondo Gecko is a standout and Wingnut, surprisingly, Wingnut does some things, but like, like I said, Mondo Gecko is the real standout, and I think it has to do with who he's played by, because he's played by Paul Rudd, and I guess you you don't shaft Paul Rudd for screen time, you know, so. <laughs> but like, Mondo Gecko is a standout, Mondo Gecko's my favorite tertiary Ninja Turtle character anyway, you know, so like, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> You know, because, like, I've always loved Mondo Gecko as a kid because, like, he's just this skateboarding lizard. Like, he's a skateboarding gecko. And he's got, like, and I used to have his action figure. He had two action figures. I think he was, like, the only, oh, other than uh, Usagi Yojimbo, who was, like, the, the, the samurai rabbit. Other than Usagi Yojimbo, he's the only other tertiary Ninja Turtles character that had two action figures. Because, like, they had, like, the regular Mondo Gecko uh, action figure where you had the skateboard. And then you got the, there's, like, a, a a punk rock Mondo Gecko where he's got, like, a guitar and all this other stuff. Because I think it's just called Rock and Roll Mondo Gecko. I think, because I had both of those because I love Mondo Gecko so much. You know, and I was, I was, like, really excited that he was in this movie, too. I was like, oh, yeah, Mondo Gecko. So, like kind of satisfied me because i love mondo gecko so like, he's one of my favorite like i said one of my favorite tertiary ninja turtle characters um every time he showed up on the cartoon or anything like that i got excited you know <laughs> i'm like oh shit mondo gecko you know i would get i would get real excited <laughs> but yeah man he satisfied me with all the mondo gecko in this movie um but let's go back to superfly superfly Starts off as a strong villain. Uh, he was very, very menacing. Like, even the turtles were scared of him. Because, <laughs> like, the turtles, they like, all gung-ho about, like, stopping him. At first, they were like, oh, man, we got to go stop him. And then they see him. They're like, holy shit. They were like, this guy's pretty buff. <laughs> they were like, because he's just a big buff fly. And he's, he's vicious and cruel because he tells some stories about running into uh running into humans and just killing them like he kills the, any human that he comes in contact with uh and like that kind of like spooked the turtles they were like oh shit uh this dude's a real killer over here <laughs> you know <laughs> so but yeah he started off he started off very menacing a very good villain for the turtles but towards the end kind of turns into a comedy gag you know it's just like the 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 character just starts 
to to fall apart towards the end because they do something with him towards the end and i was just like kind of taking me out of the character you know it's kind of taking me out the character like the the voiceover work kind of falls apart towards the end because it's just like they didn't give ice cube anything to do towards the end so he just had to make up his own stuff because he's just saying stuff he's like oh man i don't need that you know he's just saying things after a while he's just like ad-libbing after a while and it just it just starts to fall apart after that uh which is like that's probably like the biggest disappointment of the movie like other than uh the other like mute animals getting kind of like lost in the shuffle this was like the biggest disappointment is that that character just starts to that villain just starts to fall apart towards the end uh but like most movies kind of do that it's like you have a strong villain and then it starts like like towards the end it just starts to just like fall apart and you're just like this villain's not as strong as it was in like the first two acts you know like towards the end i guess because like the the the, the heroes gotta beat him you know i guess that's why but yeah man but overall like i had fun with this movie this movie was really really fun i loved it i laughed my ass off the jokes hit they were really funny the action was really good when they did have action there's a fight scene in here uh there's a couple of fight scenes in here that are really good like uh the chop shop fight uh that the ninja turtles have like with the with, like these guys in a chop shot they kick the shit out of these dudes uh master splinter has a really good fight uh you get master splinter probably has one of the best fights in the whole damn movie <laughs> actually like master splinter was fucking it up uh at one time uh but yeah man i enjoy i enjoy this movie a lot uh this is probably the best ninja turtles movie since the 2007 movie and like you know like that was a while ago <laughs> that's a long time uh but yeah man i can't wait they they're teasing a sequel like they they tease shredder at the end so we getting shredder but yeah man I recommend this movie like if you want to go take your kids if you're a ninja turtles fan like like open your mind man open your mind i was a huge ninja turtles fan i'm a huge ninja turtles fan still uh i opened my mind and i enjoyed the movie go open your mind and enjoy the movie i'm guaranteed you'll like it like i get this movie a four out of five i will be back with my review for true lies after these messages How'd it go at the convention, honey? You were the big hit of the show. It's fantastic. It's, I love the computer business. For 15 years, Harry Tasker's been leading a double life. Mr. President, one of our best men is inside. Transmitting now. Right on time. I don't believe I've met you before. Rehnquist. Harry Rehnquist. Listen to the following code word. Helen. H-E-L-E-N. Now. They're about to collide. What's your exit strategy? I'm going to walk right out of the front gate. May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation. Yeah, that worked good. Right out the old front gate. Can you give me back a second? What's the Tasker's office? 
Hi, it's Helen. Is he in? Harry's in a sales meeting, Mrs. Daskrow. It's not like he's saving the world or anything. I see this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. Could you press the button for the top floor, please? Hi, Helen. Harry forgot something back at the office. Whenever I can't sleep, I just ask him to tell me about his day. Six seconds and I'm out. Maybe it's just that you're not in touch with your feminist side. Harry! Uh-oh. It's a snow cone maker. Is it a water heater? From James Cameron, director of Aliens and T2. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a Soviet MIRF-6 from an SS-22N launch vehicle. I married Rambo. Jamie Lee Curtis. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. I'm a spy. True Lies from 1994. Let's get into it. Let's get to the technical. This movie was written and directed by James Cameron. The budget for this movie was $120 million. And the box office for this movie was 378.9 million dollars box office hit something i didn't know about this movie uh this movie was actually based off of a french movie called la total <laughs> like they came out in 1991 like that's something i just learned i didn't know that this was a remake of a french film <laughs> so <laughs> you learn something new every day but let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. I saw this movie on HBO as a kid with my parents and instantly like fell in love with this movie. Like this movie became one of my favorite movies of the year. Like every time it would come on, I would watch it. Like I was obsessed with this movie for a while. Like I remember the, I even remember this movie having a video game. Like I remember cuz I used to read a lot of video game magazines and there was like an advertisement for the True Lies video game. Like, I remember this movie having a video game. Like, but this is like back in the 90s when everything had a video game or an action figure or some type of tie-in. You know, like Wayne's World had a video game that didn't make sense. You know, like there's a lot of things in the 90s that had video games. It's like, you're like, why does this have a video game? <laughs> it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's like making a uh, Dumb and Dumber video game. I, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if Dumb and Dumber had a video game. I don't remember. But uh, it actually made sense for True Lies to have a video game because, like, it's an action film. Like they would, like I said, they would do that shit for comedies, and it would not make sense. I was like, why does, like, why does Liar Liar have a video game? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, why does this, why does this movie have a video game? It's a comedy. I don't. Like, there's, there's nothing to action-packed in this movie. But anyway, let's talk about how I feel about this movie as an adult. First off, I love the score of this movie. Like, when the movie first starts, like, that music, like, gets you ready. It gets you ready because, like, 
is just so triumphant and heroic. Like, the, it just gets you just pumped for the movie. Like, you amped up. You're like, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this movie's gonna be. Uh, uh, fun fact, this is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, comeback movie. Because, like, he actually had a couple of flops before he did this movie. And, like, people thought people thought it was over for him. Like, people thought he was done. Like, he did uh, Last Action Hero before this. Which I actually, personally, I actually like Last Action Hero. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I probably do, like, a whole... I haven't reviewed Last Action Hero yet. So, like, you'll probably get, like, a whole review of Last Action Hero most likely uh, in, in the future. But, like... I personally didn't have a problem with Last Action Hero. I liked that movie. Um, but, like, a lot of people didn't. It, it bombed at the box office. Uh, I think he also did Junior. I think he did Junior before this, which, before True Lies as well. But, like, he plays like a, he plays like a pregnant man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, that was the 90s. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a pregnant man. <laughs> you know <laughs> But yeah, uh, he had a couple of, like, he had those two movies, both those movies flop, and, like, this movie brought him back to prominence, like, this is the movie that made Arnold Schwarzenegger a name again, like, cause, like, people thought, like, they thought his career was over, they thought, cause, like, he had two flops, just two flops, you, like, they were like, you're done, but he called James Cameron up, and I don't know if that happened, but, like, I don't know if that happened, he's just like, He's like James, call me. I need, I need some, I need a movie. You help me out with the Terminator. That doesn't sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. Uh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is it. Um, but anyway, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Harry Tasker, a secret agent who uh, leads a double life. He's trying to hide his profession from his family. Uh, the opening action scene in this movie is still pretty good. Like, I saw some slip-ups, though. Like, I had never seen before as a kid. Like, you could clearly see Schwarzenegger's stuntman. <laughs> clear as day. As clear as day, you can see Arnold Schwarzenegger's stuntman. Like, I never noticed how bad of a job they did at hiding that. Like, it's almost comical. I laughed. Because I was like, oh, shit, I can see a stuntman. Oh, <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. I was like, that's his stuntman, like, clear as day. Like, they don't even look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know? <laughs> it's funny. Like, look at the uh, opening action scene, The True Lies, and laugh your ass off, man. Like, it's worth it. It's fucking worth it. Get a laugh out of it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is also in this movie. She plays his unsuspecting wife named Helen. Which we'll find out more about Helen later as the movie goes on. So we're gonna we're gonna put her on the back burner for a little bit. Uh, Tom Arnold plays uh, Harry's partner Albert Gibson or Gibby, as they call him. Who he just never shuts the fuck up. Like he never shuts the fuck up. Like he has the ability to be both funny and annoying at the same time. That's the feelings that I felt for Gibby. Where I was just like, dude, this dude's fucking annoying. I wish he would shut the fuck up. But then I find myself laughing. I was like, hey, man, that's actually funny. You know? <laughs> so I was like, he has, the, he has the ability 
to do both because he just doesn't stop talking. Like, Gibby just doesn't stop talking. Even in an action scene, he just doesn't stop talking. He's talking and shooting, you know? <laughs> like, talking and shooting and fighting. That's what Gibby does. Uh, you also got Charlton Heston in this movie as a fake-ass Nick Fury. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not in this movie very much, but, like, he's a total cartoon in this movie. Like, he's got, like, the Nick Fury eye patch on and shit, you know? <laughs> That's why I say I was like thick ass Nick Fury. I don't know if there was a a Nick Fury movie because there was actually a Nick Fury movie that came out in the nineties. I want to say it came out like maybe like a couple years after True Lies. It was like a made for TV movie, and David Hasselhoff ended up playing Nick Fury. Uh, so like yeah, uh, for 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 kids watching this, Nick Fury wasn't always black. <laughs> like originally Nick Fury was white um so like I don't know if Charlton Heston was like auditioning for Nick Fury in this movie but he had like all the Nick he had like all the Nick Fury mannerisms you know like I said he's not in this movie very long but he's in this movie total cartoon character totally uh Tia Carrera is here like as kind of a like a decoy villain because, like, you see her in the first scene, and you're like, something's up with this lady. Like, something ain't right with her. You know, you think, like, she's kind of like this femme fatale, like, mastermind boss. But you quickly find out that she ain't running shit. Like, she don't run a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, the real villain is played by an actor named uh, Art Malik. Who, like, you may know as the store owner in Booty Call. <laughs> you got to lick it before you stick it he's that guy <laughs> like he's the bad he's the main villain in true lies um but yeah man you find out like she ain't running a goddamn thing because like he comes in in the room because like she's like flirting with harry because like she's got kind of like she's got kind of like a a, a a woman boner for harry like every time harry come over she kind of get she kind of get she kind of get a little wet in the panties you know <laughs> so <laughs> She gotta get a little wet in the panties and like, like uh the the character the character's name is Celine by the way he plays a terror he plays a terrorist named Celine and Celine sees that and he walks up in her office and smacks the shit out of her. <laughs> I was like, wow! I remember seeing that as a kid and saying, wow! <laughs> you know, I was like, he smacked the fuck out of her. He smacked her twice too. And then he called her a disobedient bitch. <laughs> so like, I was like, wow. I was like, realistic. But I don't think you could do that today in a movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a woman get smacked in the face in a movie recently. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, he does it. But yeah, like, but with Celine, there really there isn't really much to Celine. Like, he's just like run-of-the-mill, like evil terrorist bad guy. You know, so like, there's not really much to him. Uh, now, my favorite scene in this whole movie is the uh, bathroom fight with the horse chase. Uh, the 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 end that it, it turns into a chase scene. Uh, I didn't notice how early in the movie we got to this scene. Like, this movie happens. I mean, this uh, scene. Excuse me. This scene happens like 30 minutes into the movie. Like, I didn't know it happened that fast. It's still a great action scene, and like it proves like how great 
of a director that James Cameron is because like it's just such a it's such a great action piece like it just it's just a a scene that crescendos you know like it starts off as something and then it turns into something else like like I I still haven't seen a fight scene that turns into a chase scene you know as great as this one like it, it manages to mix great action with humor you know like Arnold Schwarzenegger is chasing a bad guy on a horse like just like you would have never thought that you know like you'd be like he's gonna get like a car or something or like they're gonna chase on the um uh, they're gonna chase each other or like Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna chase this bad guy through the streets nah he chases him through a hotel which I was like, that might be the greatest action scene of all fucking time to me right now. <laughs> might be the greatest action scene of all time. It's just, it's brilliant. You know, who who thinks it is? Th- who thinks it is? Like, who would have thought, oh, we're going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger chasing a guy on a motorcycle. But the guy, the bad guy's on a motorcycle, but Arnold Schwarzenegger's going to be on a horse. You know? <laughs> brilliant just just fucking brilliant that's all i got to say about that now this is where we start to find out more about harry's wife helen uh turns out that helen is cheating on harry with some guy named simon and harry is genuinely hurt like he's like he's heartbroken which is kind of funny because it kind of like flips that character on his head. Cause like you got the main hero who's like this badass secret agent. And he's getting cheated on, you know, <laughs> like he's getting cheated on. He's getting his heart broken, which is like something that we've never seen before. And like kind of makes that character more relatable. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, pulls it off perfectly because, like, he's not afraid to make a fool of himself. That's what I've always liked about Schwarzenegger. Like, he's not afraid to be the butt of the joke. Uh, Because at this point, like, Harry doesn't even care about the terrorist. Like, he, he is just trying to, like, catch his wife in the act. He wants to catch his wife with this guy. Uh, Like, the terrorists are on a bag burner. He's like, fuck the terrorists. Follow my wife. <laughs> like, he's getting like central intelligence to follow his wife to see what his wife is doing to see if she's having sex with another man <laughs> you know like, you know uh bill paxton plays uh simon uh who turns out to just be like this goofy like car salesman like who, who's just pretending to be a spy like his role his role is great like bill paxton plays that character perfectly Cause like it's just like it's just goofy and slimy at the same time. You're like this guy's a goofball, but he's kind of like you like he's kind of gross too, you know. <laughs> at the same time, so like he he plays the role like perfectly. Uh, like this movie like pretty much uh turns into an episode of Cheaters with guns for like a half an hour. Like like I said, the bad guys don't even matter at this point. Like Simon's the bad guy. You know, like, Simon's the bad guy, uh, to Harry, like, like I said, Harry said, fuck the terrorist, find this guy, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, but, like, it's hilarious that uh, Simon is the bad guy because he's such a bitch ass. You know, like, he's a bitch ass because, like, Harry and Gibby get him. Like, they find him. And dude folds immediately. Like, he snitches on himself, like, immediately. He's like, I'm not, I'm not really a spy. I'm just a car salesman. And he just, like, and he pees on himself. And he's just, he's just a whimpering, sniveling little bitch. That's all he is. Uh, but moving on, like, Harry uh, gets uh, Helen involved in a fake mi- mission so he could spice up their marriage. That's his idea, to spice up their marriage, get her involved in his work. Uh, And this is where we get the famous Jamie Lee Curtis dancing in her underwear scene. It's an iconic scene. Uh, Like it's a scene that will stand the test of time. Take that scene, bury it in a time capsule. Uh, The future will, they will dig it up 50 years from now. And it'll be like, oh, wow, that's a great, great scene. Uh, You know, and it's funny because, like, I don't think you could do a scene like this today because people people just don't know how to do subtle sexuality anymore. It's all overt. Like, this scene was sexual without her having to get totally naked. You know, like, like I said, like, very subtle. Like, everything's overt now. Like, in this, in this Pornhub generation... Like, I don't think that that would work now. Like, she would have to get, she would have to get totally butt-ass naked. Uh, her and Arnold Schwarzenegger would probably be having, like, porn star fucking sex. You know, like, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Because, like, everything's so graphic these days. Like, let's, let's, let's do the little things. Like, let's, let's be a little subtle with the sexuality. Let's make it, let's make it art. You know, it's all about the art of sex. Sex is an art too. Let's 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 get a little let's let's get away from the pornographic and let's get back to the sensual. You know, let's 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 not. I mean, like you could be a little rough, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even talking about this shit anymore. <laughs> but after this scene, it turns back into an action movie because the terrorists come back out of nowhere and it. It's almost like the movie was like, oh shit, that's right. We forgot about the terrorist. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the terrorists come back out of nowhere. Uh, and like the last 45 minutes of this movie is just regular Arnold Schwarzenegger action stuff. Like he kills a bunch of bad guys, saves the world, the end. Like that's pretty much it. Uh, I still love this movie. I still love this movie. This movie is a whole lot of fun still almost 30 years later because i think the 30th anniversary of this movie is next year uh but like almost 30 years later this movie still holds up it still looks good like i don't know what it is about james cameron movies like you could watch a movie that came out like 30 even like 40 years ago and it still looks new you know like this terminator 2 uh 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 alien you know like just he has like a couple of movies up I don't watch Titanic very much, but even Titanic, uh, Titanic is like probably my least favorite movie of his, but, but yeah, it's just like all his movies look fresh, you know, like you can pop on True Lies today and like that shit still look new, 
and like I don't I don't know what type of cameras James Cameron uses but I like the fact that like James Cameron's future tense he's not past tense he's not even present tense he's future tense that's why he's doing all this avatar shit uh which I don't really care for I'm not a I'm not a fan of the avatar shit but that's what he wants to do but yeah man he's he's very future tense and like you could you could put this movie on other than the clothes because like it's the clothes like how certain people are dressed that'll probably give away what time frame this movie is from but other than that movie still looks new you know i like i said i like how james cameron just he just took a different approach to action film with this movie like using a lot of humor giving us an emotionally vulnerable hero like which is something that you didn't see at the time like you didn't see like the hero getting getting cheated on and getting his heart broken and like he's actually like sad about it you know <laughs> and he wants to he wants to get he wants to get his wife back he wants to win his his wife's affection back but in the middle of that he's killing bad guys you know so <laughs> It's very, it's a very unique, it's a very unique movie. Like I said, this movie still holds up. I, I love it. Uh, like I said, like, I mean, like, it's not, it's not the perfect movie. Cause like I said, you can still see Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, stunt double. Like they don't hide that very much. They don't hide that very well, but I give it a four out of five. I get a movie a four out of five. I will be back next week with Lethal weapon three until next time peace